0: You're listening to the Passion Daily Podcast, part of the Passion Podcast Network. The term holiness can be triggering for some, confusing for others, or comforting to many, but it's nothing we should be afraid of per se. To venture into this subject of holiness is to dive deep into the person of God, which is always a worthwhile thing to do. How I'm gonna do that is by walking through one Old Testament example of a holy day that I hope will help us see and respond to the significance of that holy night, that holy night when a child was born. So if you have your Bibles, please turn to Exodus chapter three. Starting at verse one, it says, now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro to look at God. We all might know a little something about Mr. Moses, how he was a Hebrew man raised by Pharaoh's daughter that eventually helped Israel out of Egyptian slavery, how he helped to split the Red Sea uh, on account of the power of God, how God's law was given through him, etc. But before all of that, he was a man that met with the Holy God on a random day in the wilderness. The text says that Moses was keeping or taking care of his father-in-law's flock when he saw something strange. He looked and he saw a bush burning. Now, that ain't altogether special. The kinds of bushes that were scattered around Horeb were easily inflamed. They were quick to catch fire. What made this bush a sight to behold, however, was that the bush was burning, yet It wasn't consumed. So imagine if you can, a bush with the flame in the midst of it, with its leaves and branches still intact, not burning at all. We've all seen something burn. Paper, candles, wood, hair, if you're messy like that. Once fire gets a hold of anything flammable, It consumes it and the reason this happens is because the fire is using the thing that it burns as its fuel. It needs its energy. Fire is dependent on something outside of itself for it to continue to exist. Once the fire has nothing left to burn, it's gone because it has no life in and of itself but only in condition with another. This entire scene is so strange for a reason to see a full-blown fire inside of a bush while the bush remains unaffected by the heat. This bush that Moses had come across seems to have a fire within it that doesn't seem to need it for it to keep burning. Why? Because this bush contains a holy God. The concept of holiness communicates two things. One, Absolute uniqueness. Two, absolute moral purity. Usually, when we think about holiness, we think about the latter that God is completely sinless and therefore antagonistic towards sin, which is true. But that is not the only way to understand holiness. God is holy also means that God is literally set apart from everything. He is totally unique as in God exists differently from everything that exists. I'm gonna take an example from Jen Wilkin to to explain what I mean by that. She said that if you took a sheet of paper and wrote a line down the middle and then labeled the left side created and then labeled the right side uncreated, on the left side under the term created, what would your list be comprised of? Everything. You, your mother, your mind, your personality, the world, the sun, time, heaven, angels, ideas, coffee, lungs, the stars. Everything you know of has been created. But on the right side of the paper, underneath the word uncreated, there is literally only one word you could write. God. And so if you took a step back and looked at that sheet of paper with everything ever made on the left and just God on the right, you can see then how God is absolutely different and unique than anything or anyone you will have or have ever met. And this God is meeting Moses in the wilderness in a flame of fire. The reason the bush was burning and not consumed is because this. Since God is not created, that that means that God does not need anything to exist. The flame did not need the bushes or the branches or the leaves or the stems to keep burning. It only needed itself. God is the only independent being in the universe. He doesn't need anything or anyone for him to be himself, unlike you and me who needs him to live and move and have our being. The reason we can do or be anything is because there is a God in whom we derive our existence. And this God decided to reveal himself to little old Moses. Let's read what happened next. Verse five, it says, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, Do not come near, take your sandals off your feet. From the place on which you are standing is holy ground. In God's words to Moses, I want you to see something. First God says, Moses, Moses. Then he says, do not come near. Moses, Moses, do not come near. God's use of repetition here can be called repetition of endearment. It's one of God's ways of communicating to someone uh, that he loves them or has an affection for them. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. Martha, Martha. You are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. So knowing that, that God is calling Moses' name twice out of affection, do you then find it strange that God tells him not to come near? I mean, friends like to be near each other, right? That's one of the beautiful things about friendship is intimacy, Being able to share space and food and ideas and picture and Instagram likes, whatever, with another person. If my friend told me that they love me and that they got an affection for me and then the next minute they told me not to come near, I'd be a little confused. But this is the thing, God is not like our friends. He is not like us in essence at all. He is altogether holy and he is to be approached as such. He tells Moses, that the place that he is standing on is holy ground. This ground is different, unique, set apart, not because of any virtue that it has in and of itself, it's just dirt, but because the presence of God has sanctified it. What do you think might've happened if Moses heard his name being spoken with affection and somehow thought that meant that he could approach God on his own terms? I mean, we can all, relate to being so comfortable with the love of God that we forget or don't believe that God is also holy? Do you think that God's affection for him would have dismissed Moses's irreverence, that his holiness would not respond to Moses's sinfulness? I think a good story to put here is that of Uzzah in 2 Samuel 6. The Ark of the Covenant, it of the covenant, which was symbolic of God's presence among his people and thus to be treated as such, had been captured by the Philistines. And eventually, this is the Wikipedia version, and eventually brought into the home of Abinadab. After being in Abinadab's home for a few decades, King David decided that it was time to bring the ark back to Jerusalem. So he commissioned Abinadab's son to carry the ark back into the city. One of them was a man by the name of Uzzah. The passage states that the men put the ark on a cart, which was the incorrect way to carry it. Actually, the law prescribed that the ark should be carried on two poles placed on the shoulders of the Levites, who could then carry the ark wherever they needed it to go. But instead of looking into God's law how to ha- for how to handle God's stuff, Uzzah and them put it on a cart led by some oxen as the people of God danced and sang and played instruments and uh, uh, used the little trampolines and all that type of stuff. What's it called? The little thing that you shake? I don't know. To welcome the ark back into the city, one of the oxen's foot slipped, causing the ark to tilt, fearing that this symbolic thing that represents the holy, holy presence of God would hit the ground. Uzzah reacted impulsively, though not faithfully, reaches out his hand to steady it. And do you know what happened? When Uzzah's hand touched the ark, the Lord struck him dead. And we don't like these kinds of passages. We stay far, far away from the stories of old where God judges in ways that we don't understand or like. We empathize with Uzzah. We call his sin by good names. We say he was just trying to help. Why would God do that to him? The answer is... Because God is holy. he Sproul said this, that the presumptuous sin of Uzzah is that he thought that his hands were less polluted than the dirt. God told Moses not to come near because God was holy and he was not. He was born after Adam and thus he was sinful. If he were to come near to God on his own terms, God would be just and judging him. The absolute moral purity of God sets him at odds with sinful flesh. Habakkuk 1.3 says that God's eyes are too pure to look upon evil. This is why throughout the scriptures, you see a kind of divine distance between God and man. After Adam's sin. They were banished from the garden where they had once had unlimited access to God. Distance. At Mount Sinai, when God gave his law to Israel, they were commanded not to touch the mountain lest they die. Distance. When Isaiah saw the Lord of hosts on the throne, he could see everything but his face distance. This distance is a natural consequence of sin being in proximity to righteousness. The two are incompatible like oil and water. Thus, when the two do meet the profane and the holy, the secular and the sacred, it can be a deadly thing. Thanks again for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. And don't forget to go and subscribe to the Passion City Church and Passion City Church DC podcasts for our